Hello, everybody. This is your host of the Bears Beats White Guy podcast. My name is Tiernan McCarthy-Kenny, and we get into a lot this week. I switched it up a bit content-wise. So we first talked about the free agents of this upcoming free agency. Um, We talked about a number of players, different pros for each player, pros and cons, different teams I could see a fit for based on various things. Um, We also got into a little bit of politics. There were certain things I felt like needed to be addressed. Um, Let me know in the Spotify Q&A, like if you like that or not. You can put comments or questions, whatever, um, right in there if you enjoyed that piece of it. I could also switch it up. I say later I could either have a different podcast for it or I could make specific episodes strictly based on podcasts i just felt like it needed to be addressed and i wanted to switch it up uh, a little bit um and then i talk about i comment on the vucevic extension for my beloved bulls and then we talk about the brawny in atlanta mock draft a little bit i also wanted to talk about that since that's kind of blown up recently um so yeah i hope you enjoy this podcast and let me know what you think i'll see you on the other side So let's get into it. Ton of topics on the agenda, but first, free agency. So Chris Milton is the guy I want to start off with. He's arguably, in my opinion, the most important player during this offseason. Um, there's a ton of stars, but he's really, to me, the most consistent and biggest guy looking for a spot. So um I only really have one team that I think would be a good fit for him and a potential destination for him that he would like, um, and that is the Portland Trailblazers. So I think he'd be a player that would actually make Dame stay. Um, he's good enough to be a, a second banana, as we've seen with the Bucks. They've gone to a championship one. He's multiple all-star, um, good defender. He's really clutch player. He knows when to what shot to take in big moments, and he can hit it. Um, So they would definitely need to make a move with their cap, though. I mean, Jeremy Grant has been on the chopping block for the past couple weeks and talks past month or so. So that would definitely be the move. Um, I'm not sure where he's going to go or where he's even looking to go if it's outside of Portland. I mean, there's not many teams with a cap for him obviously they would have to make moves but he's not uh, a huge potential impact on a team I mean he definitely was for the Blazers but and also for Detroit but there's also two teams that are already kind of shit and they were shit before him and they were still kind of shit with him so it's not like he was a Chris Paul and went to the Suns or in his case, went to Portland and then made them a play or top two in the West. Like, wasn't like that at all. So, I mean, he's a good he's a good impact, but he's not somebody that's going to bring you to another level, um, unless it's on a already higher end team. Like, if it was say the Nuggets didn't have Aaron Gordon and they they put him, they just need that last piece that really brought them to whatever their next level. But for it's mostly going to be teams that are already shit. Those are the teams that really have the set the cap. So if they're just going to sign him 
then again, they're they're not gonna really go anywhere. But it has to be like a bigger team that's really gonna make a move for him, for him to really be like a huge potential impact. Um, anyway, so I think the only other team that really has could be potential for him. I've heard of Detroit, but here he came from Detroit. Not sure he's really gonna want to go there. There's no kind of possible chance of them winning. I mean, they have a good young core, but they don't really compare to the Magic or Houston or something like that, a team like that who's really got a, a bunch of young, I want to call them stars, but obviously they're not stars in the NBA. They're stars for the other players around their age or their class. So I'm not sure he really wants to go there. I'm sure he wants to win and the Blazers would probably be his best bet. Um, but if I don't know if he's going to be a player either that's going to make Dame to stay. I mean, he's already said that they need to add another guy. And that was the big thing with taking Scoop was you don't know he's you don't know how he's really going to be like yes, he's a he I I think he's like the second best player in that draft, even though he was the third pick. You don't know how he's going to be. So, if, say, he has a shit year, which he possibly is going to, I mean, most rookies aren't standouts in the first year, he's obviously not going to bring them to a new level like that. So, they should have, the biggest thing was, he they should have traded the pick, given somebody else for a trade um, for another star, and they didn't do that. So, I don't know. Um, obviously, he already played with Grant, so he would he would definitely... His answer would have been different. He wouldn't have said, you guys need to bring a star here if he thought Grant was up to par in that department. So, them re-signing Grant is not going to make him stay if that's really why he's going to leave. So, I think Middleton would be, be a good pickup for them. He would They would need to get rid of Grant, though. They either need to trade him or drop him, whatever they got to do. Just for salary cap-wise, um, and then they could potentially sign him. Pros for Middleton, I mean, he's shown to be a great second guy. Like I said, he's a huge impact in the finals run. He played 122 minutes and two games more than Giannis, which is, does it's not a lot, but it is on a finals run. I think that's a big thing. Um, he'd be a perfect spot for him, and Little could be his backup. I, I think he's he would move into that role perfect not like Nasir Little was really putting in like crazy numbers or anything like that. He's going to get all pissed off if his minutes are taken away. I mean, he could roughly get the same amount of minutes if he was coming off the bench. I think that would be a perfect thing. Um, the kinds, though, for him, he's not too durable. I mean, he's only played a full season twice, but he's he's been close. I mean, he's just he really hasn't had that many injuries until about two years ago. So, I mean, I don't know. He's also 31, so who knows how it's going to be long term for the rest of his career but I still think he's worth it I definitely think he's worth it he's he's super valuable and even when he came back last year he was looking good it wasn't like he he looked like he was a step slow he was kind of he was he I mean obviously in the beginning he's not going to be finals Chris Middleton but he was still good enough he's better than average and he had a couple good games I mean he averaged around 15 um I think he's I think he he'll be good enough and I think this this year he'll he'll get right back to it um, so the next player I have, this one I'm actually really excited about too. He, he's not on the same level as Middleton, but I've always loved him. Uh, Kyle Kuzma. 
Um, so he also declined his player option per ESPN. He he said it was mainly because of the general manager change and also be leaving. So I mean, when you're on a team like that, you and the best player leaves and you want to win, you you're most likely not going to stay, especially if you're the option. So. My pros for Kuzma, uh, he's starting to peak. He had a few down years, but that was really due to the Davis signing. Um, I always felt bad for him because he was doing really good. He was getting a lot of attention. I remember that specifically. Um, that's kind of when I fell in love with him. Uh, but once Davis got, he ended up being the backup for Davis, losing most of those minutes. I mean, that's a high usage impact player, Davis. So you're you are losing a lot of time on the court and I that just threw him off his rhythm he didn't really play as well and then everybody was fucking bashing him t- saying he was shit all this stuff a bust etc because he wasn't playing as well but I thought it was clear as day I mean you add the best big man well now Jokic but one of the at the time maybe the best big man in the league obviously you're not going to be putting up the numbers and different things like that when you're not playing as much and you're behind him the entire time. So I thought I never got why people were really, I mean, I get why everybody does that and everybody wants the controversial opinions media wise to promote this narrative, that narrative and get clicks and attention and et cetera. But it's fucked up. I mean, he's, He's good. I mean, right when he went to Washington, he started going up again. This is the whole point. He's starting to peak now and actually become like maybe a second, third banana on a, on a good team. Um, so it's just frustrating to see that from the jump. Um, he's played 60-plus games his entire career, which is huge, solid all-around game. He's been in big games. I mean, he had the chip at the Lakers, and he actually played. Um, he's only 27. He'll be 28 before this season um, starts. But he's a huge upside, and I, I really don't have – too many cons for him um he's a great all-around player and i think he is he's really now starting to get into that groove now that he was on a a worse team and uh really could now try that role being the main guy um which will be good for jordan Poole. hopefully jordan Poole has the same sort of reaction um in his development too um the team i'm really excited for that i think could be a, a really good destination that i heard was uh Sacramento Kings. Um, so their draft trade actually freed up cap space for him, so I think that's perfect. Um, per ESPN, Kuzma isn't moving for a huge payout. He specifically said that he's not moving for money. He just, he just wants to be on a team where he can contribute. So that would be perfect. I mean, I'd be really excited to watch that. I think he'd move in great for their team. I mean, him, Sabonis, Fox, Herder, like, I and, oh, my God. I would love that. Um, so I think he'd be perfect. He they, they, they have a 35 mil cap space. So his player option is like 13 million. So even if he gets a bump up, say he gets 20, 25 million, they still have 10 million to play with. Um, so I, I think that would be a perfect fit for them. They need a, a power forward, a four, uh, desperately. I mean, they have Trey Lyles, who's basically a nobody. And they got Harrison Barnes, who's 31. A mid-level guy, I mean, Barnes would probably be a perfect backup for him and could be a good veteran. I mean, he's also, they both have chips, but Harrison Barnes is more of an integral role in the Warriors championship. Uh, I think we all agree with that. So he'd also be a good role player for him. 
or a good veteran for him, excuse me, and he'd be a great role player for the Kings. I think he needs less of a a spot. Um, he's just not really a main guy anymore, um, and he's getting older, so I think that would be good. Um, I'd be really excited for that. I hope that does happen. I, I also just, like, wherever he goes, like, I just hope he, he shines and kind of gets the recognition he deserves because I really think he's he's worth it. Um, so, yeah, the next player I want to talk about mainly out of respect because he is probably my favorite player of all time. I think definitely if we're going eras like if we're picking a player from a specific era and not a player as a whole he's 100% my number one pick for our favorite player and he is Derrick Rose um so he didn't pick up his 15.6 mil team option they denied him the Knicks denied him um which I feel bad about um he did he mean he had a good run with them he was it a year or two ago he was up at six man and he was a great contributor off the bench. He's a great veteran, and I thought that would have been perfect for Jalen Brunson. I'm kind of surprised. I think it's a durability piece, but uh, I'm kind of surprised that they they kind of waved him like that. Um, so, I mean, the concert rose. He's not as durable. He's 35 now. He's statistically inconsistent. Um, his field goal percentage is at an all-time low, which is 30%, 38%. Um, I'm not including the 2013-2014 season because he only played 10 games and that was 35%. That's literally only 3% lower than his latest season. Um, he didn't start or really make it in the rotation last season and I'm not totally sure he's worth $15 million, honestly. So, I mean, I think he's kind of got to lower his expectations, but with the new CBA, like $20 million is going to be like fucking 10 So, I don't know. Maybe it's okay. Um, his pros, he's behind Brunson. I thought, like I said, I think he'd be a good veteran for Brunson. Somebody that can help him with his game, give him advice in terms of teams and whatever, different stuff. I thought, I just think he'd be good. Um, could be, Like I said, could be a solid bet for the team as a whole. He's up for six man in 2021. Um, so it was only two, two years ago, two seasons ago. So he... I don't know. I don't think he, he can't really drop that much in two years, right? Like, I still think he could be a good role player on a good team. I don't know. I think he's worth picking up. Um, maybe with a lower price, but still. He's also mature. Um, and that has been, I think, more... It's going to be more valued these next couple seasons, next couple years, compared to the last few just because I think of the whole Jai incident and different stuff. I think, I think these younger guards definitely need more of a mature presence in the locker room. I, 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 it just, I think it's needed. Um, potential teams, I think Houston Rockets would be great. That's really, uh, that's really who I expect if for him to go, if he's really going to go anywhere. I don't expect anybody trading for him at all. So, Unless they do like a John Collins fucking Rudy Gay trade where they're like, fuck it, let's just get this guy the fuck out of here and get whatever back. Um, and he'd obviously be the whatever that they're getting back. So the Houston Rockets have enough cap space, ton of young guards. I mean, they got Green, Porter, Amen Thompson, Whitmore, etc. I think he'd be a great bet for them 
um, especially all young guys. They need a mature presence in the locker room and obviously help with their game. Everybody needs help with their game. And better to get it from the youngest MVP ever and probably maybe one of the most dominant fucking guards of all time in his time for sure. Um, nobody else has the potential cap space plus a fit really. Um, but again, I don't think anybody would trade for him regardless. So I think Houston would be a good, a really good team to actually sign him. Um, and he could honestly be like the Udonis Haslam. He doesn't really need to play. He could, I mean, he could come off the bench and be good. I think he would be a good backup, but he could also be the guy that just stayed, uh, on the bench and help him out. I don't know, that's just my opinion. So the next player we're going to talk about is James Harden. He's uh, he's not too high on my list. I, I loved him in the early days of OKC and the first or second year of Houston, but he kind of spoiled for me once he was so ISO heavy and kind of just would shit the bed in the playoffs. I, I just... I don't know, and then kind of would get tight when people would would call him out for it. I just didn't love that. Um, but I agree with the Ryan Rosillo point. I don't think he's dumb enough to go to Houston um, with the roster, and there'd be zero chance of winning. Um, I like that would probably be the fucking nail in the coffin for me with him if he chose to go to a shittier team just for money and didn't give a fuck about winning. That's why I would hate that, um, and I really hope he doesn't decide to do that. But it's totally possible. I mean, he loves it. He loves it down there. They're obsessed with him. It, there's a chance. And if, I mean, Philly, I mean, Philly had a good run this year, losing in game seven. Like, they're a game away from going to the conference finals and possibly being, I mean, they could possibly beat the Heat. So, I don't know. If I were him, I'd stay in Philly. New coach. Um, you don't have to, I mean, hopefully he doesn't bicker with this one too, but. The guy, the previous coach that you didn't love is now gone. So I would, I would, I'd run it back and reevaluate. Next, we got Fred Van Vliet. Uh, I love Fred Van Vliet. I liked him from the jump. Uh, I think he could be a good addition to any team, really. So my pros for him, he's a floor general. He's played in huge games, won a chip. Um, can do a little bit of everything. I mean, he averaged nineteen seven and four last season, so I, I love that. Um, the cons, though, he is undersized. He's not as good of a shooter as you'd think, based on how many people speak of him. I feel like that's like the main thing they usually use as a pro for him is that he can shoot. But when you really look at his numbers, he percentage is really not that great. I mean, the last three years he's got nothing higher than thirty seven percent from three. Um, that's not good at all. And I, I always had him before I even looked at these statistics, I always had him as a shooter in my mind. Like there's a small guy, you do a little bit of everything, but they also shoot. That's his main thing. You can shoot, um, hit big shots. And last couple of years, I mean, last three years, like I said, nothing above 37% from three. That's, that's pretty bad. I mean, that's not great. And it's not, I think, I don't think that a lot of people would think of that of him. I think that would surprise a ton of people. Um, his, his field goal percentage his entire career is the high 30s, low 40s, uh, which is not great either. So I don't know. That kind of changes my narrative with him a bit uh, in terms on the offensive end. Obviously, I mean, he still gets 19. I mean, he's still shooting 19 a game. And he kind of had like a down year this year. 
I still think he could be a good addition. Um, he's never played a full season, which is kind of rough. Um, so the dur durability piece is not too great. Um, 2019 and 2020 was the only, really the only consistent good playoffs for him. All the other ones, he kind of was up and down, and I don't know. That scares me a bit. But if he is the maybe the third guy in a good team, I think he'd be perfect. Then you don't really have to rely on him as much. I mean, with Toronto, you had Kawhi for one year. Obviously, that changed with his that changed his playoff numbers too because you're going to be relying on Kawhi the entire time. And then Siakam. I mean, Siakam's also those are two high usage players, so his numbers are obviously going to drop. But you can't have him as the number one guy. I mean, now they got Siakam and him, and Siakam's kind of up and down too. So they're kind of both like at around the same level, I think. Siakam's definitely a little bit better than him, but I think in terms of usage, usage they're both kind of around the same. So I would definitely get him on a, a team that already has one or two stars. I think that would be perfect for him. So potential teams for Fred Van Vliet. Uh, there's a ton of interest from Suns, Rockets, Lakers, Mavs, Bulls. I mean, there's a ton of teams. The Suns have zero cap for him. They would need to make a huge move. I don't think they, I don't think that's likely. Um, and he'd probably have to play off the bench, honestly, with Booker, Beal. Um, he's, obviously, Beal is too undersized. Or even Booker, they're too undersized for the three position. I don't think they're going to do that. They'd, play, they'd have to play pretty small. Um, plus... I think he could be a major player on a contender, not a role guy. I don't think that's what he'd want, and I don't think that's what he thinks of himself. Um, so I think that's just not happening. Houston, because Udoka wants a vet point guard, like I said, I think Derrick Rose at all should be really good, but they're also really guard-heavy. Um, I don't think it makes sense to make a big move like that. Uh, the only player I think they would actually do that for is Harden, and... We'll see if that even happens, but I think they mainly want to keep the young core together and build them up. And like I said, I don't think Fred VanVleet wants to be a role guy or in that in that that position yet. I I think he thinks he can still be a a major contributor on a contending team. He's not going to want to go somewhere just to be that that guy for it and building these younger players up. I think there's a time and a place for that, but he doesn't think he's there yet, and I don't really think he's there yet either. So I don't think Houston's really going to work out. The Lakers, I like that fit a lot. I can definitely see everybody's game match up and mesh well together. I also think that the Lakers need to make moves, and I think he could be a good good guy for them to go after. Um, there's also been a ton, ton of talk of D'Lo signing trades and things like that. Reed's possibly moving. I kind of want him to go to the Spurs, but we'll see. I mean... Also, Rui, too, I believe, that also talks about moving him. So, there's a ton of... I mean, there's three guys right there that you can potentially move, especially uh, Reeves. I really do think he's going to leave. So, there's a three guys you can potentially move or trade to get him, um, free up some cap space, whatever, whatever they got to do. I also see the Mavs, but definitely with no Kyrie. Um, they still would need another piece, though, somebody more consistent than Christian Woods. He, I think when they took him, they thought he was going to be uh, better than he is. Um, I honestly did, too. I was really high on him. He was killing it in Houston. He kind of went to the match and it got all weird. I know he's had some trouble with the coach and stuff like that and playing time and different things like this. So um, I'm not totally sure 
Um, they're also a negative cap space, so they definitely need to make a move. Um, I mean, potential Kyrie swap with some picks for the Mavs. Um, who knows? I mean, I know Kyrie is trying to find a destination too. So that could work. Um, Bulls make zero fucking sense. Um, there's talks of Lonzo plus Pat Wills deal, but who the fuck wants Lonzo? And Pat Wills is not that good compared to Fred Bleat. He's way... His value is way under, so why would Toronto want him, especially in the same position as Siakam? I mean, they could use him as a three, a bigger three, but I think they'd want somebody who, who can really pop out to the wing and really make moves and shit. And Pat Williams is not there yet. I mean, he's a good role player, but I would not give away Fred VanVleet for somebody like that, and especially not Lonzo. He's not even going to fucking play next year. So I think Lonzo honestly might retire. Um, so Bulls make zero sense. I think that's done. I think Lakers would be the best fit, um, but I have no idea where he's going to go. Next we got Dame. Um, he's also arguably my favorite player. Um, Pros for my guy is seven-time All-Star, he's seven-time All-NBA, Rookie of the Year, All-Rookie. He's in a 75th anniversary team. He's a great veteran, super dominant, one of the best shooters of all time. Shown up in huge moments, ton of game winners. He's got a really likable personality. He's humble. Dude can rap. It's a full package. Why not? Fucking get him. Um, he's durable. He's been durable throughout his entire career. Um, the only con I really have for him, he's, he's 32. But, I mean, for these, some of these players, especially these shooters, you can play even longer than that. I mean, look at Curry. He's probably he's arguably the best he's ever been, and he's fucking 35. So, I don't know. Sometimes age matters. Sometimes it really doesn't. I think with the smaller guys who, who primarily shoot and play makes, like Chris Paul or Steph Curry, like I said, age doesn't really matter as much. Um, I actually think I'm under the impression now that he's going to stay. I mean, per Windhorse from ESPN, he said... Quote, I absolutely did not, he absolutely did not request a trade. So, I don't know, he's kind of in between of hinting that he wants to be somewhere else, and but then also saying he wants to stay. I I really don't know what the fuck he's going to do. I mean, it, it, it changes every other day, it flip-flops, and people do the little conspiracy bullshit with the fucking music he's listening to, or something like that, it's all stupid. Um, but I don't know. I think potential teams for him, the Heat, would honestly be the best fit. They would need to make probably a hero trade, most likely. It sounds like he's been on the chopping block for a while. But like he's most likely going to stay put. Blazers definitely need to make some major moves either way. So that's it for free agency. Let's take a break real quick before we get into the next time. Alright everybody, we are back and we are launching into another stratosphere of topics, aka politics. Um, I admittedly was fooled from this viral clip of Joe Biden the other day, um, June 23rd to be exact. Uh, it was a clip of him saying that he sold state secrets. I think it's a very plausible situation given the past dumb shit he's done with I mean, like, right after the State of the Union address, looking like he's lost. Um, it's happened twice, actually. He was looking after a speech at the Global Fund Conference. He also was on stage like, what am I doing here? Looks like he completely forgot what just happened, what he's doing, where he is, who he's with. He's kind of looking around, looking for somebody. And then somebody 
behind him says his name is also giving some sort of speech or closing statement and he looks like he's like stunned he's like what the fuck so just you know something's going on there he's he's just speaking the words that everybody else is right and that's kind of my opinion i think that's like what's happening um it's insane to watch and i just it's kind of scary honestly but so i saw a tweet by marjorie taylor green saying joe biden's brain is going and he's literally admitting crimes out loud and i watched the clip and i was like holy shit um what just happened and obviously like i said it's definitely plausible and i knew that was going to spread like wildfire i mean of course it's going to so i thought it was worth looking into especially because she's a fucking basket case and a nut so i went deeper into it turns out literally not even half a second after that he said all kidding jokes aside right after so i think that was pretty fucked up and morally unjust for her to just take the clip like that especially at a bigger speech i mean it was at an india tech innovation roundtable so i don't know like with other foreign leaders involved all different stuff like why i don't know i just thought that was ridiculous and of course it comes from her of all people but yeah he i mean it like i said it's totally plausible given all the other shit he's done so it's a little frightening um and i it's it's interesting it's going to be interesting how the next election even goes i mean we're most likely looking at another Biden v. Trump election. I mean, for a recent poll from CNN, more Americans rather not have either one of them, um, which is a little surprising, but not really at the same time. Like, they're both nuts and fucking ridiculous. And I personally, as you can tell, don't like either one of them. I don't think they'd be great, either one of them. Um, I honestly don't know if they're even going to make it another term in terms of just surviving as a whole. Um, so they both have negative approval rating, ratings, um, but Trump is still the clear GOP favorite. Um, DeSantis is still like below him a little bit, but he is, Trump is kind of dropping due to his, his recent indictment. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm hoping he does get indicted, hopefully goes to jail, certain things like that. But you never know with him. He kind of just weasels out of shit, but let's hope. So, so that is that, and I have one more thing we're going to talk about. And we are back. I lied. So there's two things I want to talk about. First off, of course, my beloved Bulls, they re-signed Vucevic, which has been a, a pretty controversial sign since he hasn't really been that great for the Bulls. I mean, they, they on their Instagram, they posted that about his double-double, and he was, like, one of the only other people who averaged a double-double, like, 17 and 11. They signed him to a three another three-year extension, which I thought was ridiculous. If they signed him for another year, maybe that would be okay, but he really hasn't been that big of a contributor, and he's... He's been terrible on defense. He hasn't really been able to guard a lot of the best bigs. And he's had a few... I mean, he had like two games last year that were standouts. So you're like, oh shit, Vucevic is here. Other than that, you, you forget he's on the fucking team. So I, I think they need to blow it up personally. They need to get rid of Lonzo. Um, like, get him out of here, man. He's done. He probably should retire. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. 
Vucevic, trade him. Somebody needs to take him. And I love DeRozan. I love Levine. But, I again, I think they should blow it up. Maybe keep Levine um, just because DeRozan obviously is older. And even though he's playing the best he's ever played, you don't know how long that's going to last. So I think they should get rid of him to trade him. Um, maybe keep Levine as that core, and they need to get other guys to put around him. Otherwise, Levine's probably going to leave in a couple of years and request a trade too, so you want to keep him. And next, I want to address the Bronny mock draft. This has been the biggest thing probably circling um, on social media that I've seen the past couple of days. Um, I think it actually just, I, I think I lied. I think it was actually released yesterday. So there was a 2024 mock draft released, um, and he was projected 17th. And I think that's a good spot for him. Not a lot of people are actually high in him. Uh, I think he's good. I, he just might not be as good as he thinks he is, or definitely not as good as LeBron thinks he is. Um, but he could be a good role player on a good team. Or Yeah, I, I, I mean, who knows where he, where he can be? Nobody thought Jokic was going to be Jokic. Who knows? But I thought I just wanted to address LeBron's tweet because he said James family pulling up. So now people are thinking that like I saw one uh, a post that showed Atlanta was Trey Young, Bronny, and LeBron with all Hawks jerseys on stuff like that. And I thought that was insane. So now now my first thought was like okay, so people see that right? They think. I mean, LeBron said in the past that he wants to play with Bronny. That's his thing. And he would move teams to go play with Bronny. But then he also said something recently about like, oh, I don't mind if, if it's Bronny's it's Bronny's choice whether he wants to go to the NBA and do these different things. It's not up to me. I'm cool with whatever he wants to do. So we don't totally know if that's actually what he would do if he would actually leave a team and go there because I think anybody would really take him. So now that, say, say he is, say he would do that, wouldn't every team just want to draft Bronny now? Wouldn't he just go number one? Because they're like, oh shit, LeBron too. LeBron's coming too. That's a dual package. James family. Wouldn't you want to do that? I mean, it's not even just about the play. Because LeBron is there. LeBron now is obviously still one of the best players in the NBA. I mean, he's nuts. But it's also ticket sales, jersey sales, different things like that. Like... Just the financial aspect. When you have LeBron, you're going to sell shit. You're going to have people that come to the games that want to see him. He's a generational player. People are going to want to watch him. Younger kids are going to want to watch him. So, wouldn't every team now be like, we got to get him. We got to get him. So, that's kind of what I'm thinking now. Like, I think play-wise, 17th mid-draft to end of the first round would be perfect for him. But now if you're adding a LeBron in there, say you're, you're drafting Bronny, but you also are getting LeBron, wouldn't everybody want that? So now I'm wondering, okay, is this kid going to be the first pick because of his fucking dad? And I hope not because that's fucking bullshit. I mean, like, just in terms for Bronny himself, like, I personally would hate that because it's like, all right, you really just want my dad. You don't want me. And he's always going to be in the shadow of his dad. So that would be kind of fucked. But... I mean, it's possible, totally possible. If I was a GM or somebody who's going to do that too, I probably would do the same thing. I'd be like, all right, fuck yeah, we're going to get Bronny. He's pretty good. We'll see how he is, obviously, uh, his first year at USC. But if I know I'm going to get LeBron too, fuck yeah, I'm going to do it. Why wouldn't you want LeBron if you could get him? So 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I thought that was really interesting, and that was kind of my thought around it. And I haven't heard really anybody comment yet, and I think somebody should comment on it. So that's that. So that's the end of the podcast. I know I, I dove into um, some, a new topic that I haven't really talked about much on this pod yet, um, but politics are big. I love politics, and uh, I thought that was interesting and something that somebody needed to address because it was huge and it's still kind of going around, and I think people need to know that that was bullshit. I mean, if you watch the full video, he says all kidding aside, right? Like not even a half a second after. I mean, let me know if you liked A Touch of Politics. Some people like it, some people don't. I thought it was good to switch it up a little bit. I like politics. Um, they're really important. I think everybody should know kind of what's going on. Obviously, that wasn't a huge update on things that are happening, but it's something. And I think somebody, people who are just casual casual viewers of political content should should know. And I mean, I like I said, like I'm just scrolling on Twitter, I see that clip, and I'm like, oh my god. If I didn't go deeper, I would have no idea. So I think it's important, and people should know that, especially when it's the fucking president. Um, but let me know. If you like it, if you don't like it, I could always put out separate podcasts away from um, sport-related podcasts, whatever. I can have a, a completely different podcast that's just politically driven. Who knows? But let me know. Let me know in uh, the Q&A part in the Spotify. So that is it. I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you in the next one.